Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Komen, once again sitting in the heart of the Clempire, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. Yeah. With my co-host, yeah. the original troubled man for <laughs> troubled times and future oh, mayor yeah. of New Orleans. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Manny Chevrolet, welcome, man. Hey, man, what's happening with you? Oh, not too much. No. Uh, it's 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 troubling times in New Orleans, though, yeah. man. You just you were you were a little bit late. Our guest was a little bit late, and that's because you can't drive down Carrollton Avenue anymore. I'm guessing. Uh, well, I stopped driving down Carrollton Avenue years ago when they put up traffic cameras. Okay, but I was coming down Broadway, and I couldn't get down to Oak. Ugh. I had to bypass and come up and then down uh, and, back, and over. And then you you'll hit yeah. one street. And suddenly yeah. there's like an 18 inch. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. There's uh, you a know, family of four pit. living in a pit, <laughs> yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. It's crazy going nuts. It was just very hard to get it. And I left, I thought I left on time. Right. No, I'm sure you did, yeah, you know. But you know. Now, now, my street, you know, um, yeah. even during the campaign, you tried to come down my street right, to put a, a yard sign. Yeah, and I had and to walk and there. You had to walk there. Yeah. Well, so that was. Two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> now, they just today, and, and it has been a dirt road for just this got entire rid of the time. Sign. No, well, <laughs> today they came and delivered uh, a whole bunch of, you know, like a uh, foot and a half in diameter uh, concrete, like drainage. Pipes. Oh, They're going to dig up the road again and put all that stuff in. So, for the they, <laughs> so they, they did the road. Well, they didn't they didn't pave it or anything. Okay. They just dug it up and filled it back in, and we've been driving on this dirt road the whole time. And now they're putting so pipes in. So now they're in. putting pipes, so they're going to dig oh, it up again. God. So that's going to be, what, another two years? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Who, who, yeah, who knows? They'll likely pave it. And then and then dig it, dig it, it up uh, again, right? Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's a shock. Yeah, that you got to put it, things in the right in, in, in you know in the New backwards Orleans. order. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, go yeah, backwards yeah. Right, right, right. So keep that right on your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. There we yeah, go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Right. We hear hear the full. God, the, if I heard that without knowing you, I would think something was going. <laughs> full to, power. Uh, keep yeah. that right on your mouth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is he talking yeah. about? Uh, I knew I was gonna get a little action. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it is the Christmas Club Lounge. Yeah. You never know what could happen here. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, uh, spe speeding cameras, uh, uh, Manny, you know, I, I talked on the last show about how I'd gotten, you know, school had must have just gotten back in session August 16th or right, something. And you, I got a, you fought in one. I got again. a well, uh, I, I got a, the, the school zone camera ticket. I uh, sent in the, the you know, requesting a, a hearing. Uh -huh. um, I got the uh, notice back uh, uh. earlier this week. They set a hearing date. It's uh, September 9th, <laughs> 2023. Oh, good. Well, that's backwards. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> 50 weeks from now. And I thought of you, Manny, because I know if somebody invites you to a party a week yeah. ahead of time, it pisses you off. You can't remember that. It's like right. somebody's got to tell you like a day or two ahead of time. Yeah, you tell me like a, the day before. I, I'll I'll be there. But if, if I get it, like our friend Sidney Smith, he sent me an evite for his part like three months in right. advance. I got that same one. Yeah, I found it two months after the birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like the, the bottom of I'm a gonna, stack it, of other it, mail. It's like, yeah. it's like when you go like when I've gone to have my hearing checked and my eyes checked. And they say, okay, everything's okay. We'll see you in three years. <laughs> right. You know, you know the colonoscopy. We'll see you does in five. Does ten a.m. work? Yeah, yeah. It's just like twenty-seven. Oh, you're gonna give me like a reminder, aren't you? Because I'm not gonna remember this in five years, right? Because they write out a card. They say, "Here, we'll see you in yeah, three years." Hang on to this. Yeah, yeah. hang on to this. It's like I'm not gonna remember this. Yeah, right. and you not know? to mention for a colonoscopy, it's just like the build-up. This three years of build-up. Yeah. For, 
for for for, for home invasion. Quite, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I did have my last one a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I got some really good news because you know it's such a horrible process to go through. Right. Right. You know, the whole liquid the night before and this, oh, yeah. and it's just it's just you know. Anyway, I come out of it, and the, the doctor says, "Hey, man, everything's looking good. We'll see you in ten years." Oh wow. He said ten years. Okay. Ten years. And I'm like still under the drugs. I go, well, are you going to remind me in 10 years? <laughs> you're free, you're free to, at 10 a.m. on June 3rd? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Ten, well, we'll set this appointment up 10 years from now. I was like, who knows where I'm going to be 10 years from now? Sure, yeah. But it's pretty yeah. optimistic. To, yeah, uh, so, even, even yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, there's tons of work. It's not getting finished. You know, uh, they keep spraying my street. They keep coming by like once a year, like with a spray can saying this and Xing that on my street. Uh, oh, oh, the paint. Yeah, uh-huh. the paint. Yeah, making the, paint. the arrows. Yeah, right? like we're gonna do this here and this here. But uh, they keep coming because the paint fades away. It takes them so long to do the work. The paint fades away, and we're the only like two-way street like in that neighborhood I live in. So they're like, they're just taking their time because this is like a really good traffic, you know, place where people can get in and out. Right. Because it's a two-way street, one of the only ones in we, the yeah, neighborhood. We, I live up on a, right off Oak Street on the other side, right by the Maple Leaf over there. And uh, every street's been paved around us, but for some reason, our block, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's damn near impassable. Yeah. So they were doing the other street with a big pile of gravel, and we, we got wheelbarrows and just filled all our potholes in. But yeah. since yeah, it, when all the stuff comes out, the pothole's twice as big now. Yeah. So you can't yeah. really drive, like, you couldn't really drive to my house if you wanted to at the moment. Uh, <laughs> crazy, man. You know, you're supposed to be doing business. You have a business at your yes, house, you know? Jesus yeah, Christ. It's tough. Well, uh, speaking of uh, city mismanagement, you know, uh, our, our mayor still uh, continues to be in the in the news with yeah. the, uh, the, the, the ongoing uh travel uh, well, expense scandal. She doesn't want to pay. Right, well, and, and so they, they came out, you know, the law says you have to pay anything yeah. that's above coach. That's It's not anybody's opinion. That's the way the, the, the statute is. I know. And so she says, her response is, well, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and she says, I'm going to continue. And then she then goes on to deflect by saying, well, I'm going to continue to travel to do the, the business yeah, of the city of New yeah. Orleans. Uh, so I like you saw your friend uh, Helena Moreno. Yeah. Her, her response, you know, yeah. she's uh, the at-large count- or council president, I right, guess. Right, yeah. And she came back and said, well, that's fine, Miss uh, Mayor Cantrell. Uh, we have the the budget coming up in October. Yeah. We'll just take the money out of your salary for next year. Yeah, there you go. And she's got a million dollars in her war chest, Cantrell, from yeah. from fundraising. She still has a million dollars that she never spent. You know, it's thirty five grand. You know, why don't you do the city a solid and just say, boom, I'm doing this. Yeah, and, and you know that's not the way that you that that you can operate graft successfully is taking you know direct charges from the city. That's not the you know that's that's how Ray Nagin went to jail, man. You know you gotta exactly. you, you gotta like you know gotta be shifty what, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta you know give people favors and let them pay yeah. you through the back door. You know that's right. the way this works. Ever come on, people, at least you know? at least be tactful in your crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 New Orleans, come on. 
embarrass ourselves. Well, here. you know, I said, I said it, and uh, when she first was elected, I, I, uh, I said, "How does it feel to be the first and last black woman mayor?" And she just shrugged me off, <laughs> you know, because I don't think there'll ever be one again after her. Or no one's going to trust that. It, it, but she's it, a it, jerk, man. It's unfortunate. Oh, she's becoming a big jerk, man. Well, it's, it's unfortunate. And we got to recall her. Get those signatures yeah, and recall yeah. her. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's kind of a long shot. But, well, uh, I think they have about 10,000 signatures and about six months to go. You know, they're, they had it, they're having another uh, uh, recall sign thing tonight in, in Lakeview again. They're having one yeah, tonight. back in Lakeview. I think everybody in Lakeview has already signed. Hey, you yeah. signed twice in Lakeview. <laughs> there you go. You, you know, can do that, know. you know. Uh, okay, all right. I'm going to continue to sign like she's going to continue well, to travel. I did, I okay. did, yeah, all she's right, going to travel. Right, all right, I like it. But I, like I did it. see a report yesterday um, where they interviewed black people about her, and, and uh, a lot of them were just angry. They, they signed the petition also. Oh, yeah, I don't think yeah. this is a racial they, thing at they all. They had this a, is a... Uh, you know, that's it's that, a money thing. You know, man. The, yeah, so at Kusha Barnes, you know, the, the, the on Leandis and, and Claiborne, the football field, they had a, a a signing going on there, and it was it was not a Caucasian signing. Good. It was it was so okay, so getting into I the community. This, good I deal. I think this is generally well. Yeah, everyone's a, a topic dissatisfied. Of, of, yeah. of, of of right and wrong. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean it's not a I don't understand no, why no, no. she is stubborn about this. It's just like. Just say you're wrong. Yeah, you know? it, it could have yeah. been. This could have been over so yeah, much so she, long. You know, ago. because yeah, this yeah. has become the focal point, and now you know the city's cr- crumbling. The crime is going crazy, and I, I saw that uh, just this week. Uh, the NOPD and Control announced that uh, they're uh, going to for for new recruits to the NOPD. They're going to waive any kind of marijuana. Uh, uh, if you've ever tested positive for marijuana, okay. you can still be a re- you could still join the NOPD. Nice. Well, that's about time. You know, nice. but but we, we'll have a bunch of Wookiee cops running around. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's okay. But I'm but, down. I'm but down. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know because I read I read this whole thing was like you could not apply to be an NOPD officer if you had, you know uh, tested positive for marijuana. But and then there was a, a list of other things too. And then one of them was you couldn't become an NOPD officer if you had bad credit. Hmm. <laughs> Did you? If you yeah. had, oh, what does that mean? How does that have to do with anything? If you have bad credit, you couldn't be an NOPD <laughs> well, officer. Well, you know, I guess that you could be like a risk that uh, you know if you're in financial trouble, maybe you would act in a in a uh, uh, unethical manner. You might you know, take you may take a trip on the city's dime. Yeah, you know, you well, might you might well, need to dip yeah, into Yeah, just the, like our mayor. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I should. But then another thing I heard is like you know if you did get accepted as a new recruit, you could test positive for marijuana they're just going to let it slide because it's so you know everyone does it you know every, yeah, I, I don't sure, do it anymore it's, it's, it's almost but, everyone, uh, decriminalized yeah. but if you last five legal. years in as a uniform cop you can do heroin if you want okay yeah, alright yeah. well hey, something to look forward you know, to it's kind of a reward so I, system yeah. Yeah. The, the, the junkie fleet yeah and, if you, and, well, we and as a retirement them, gift as a retirement gift you get a lifetime of oxy <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, you know after, if you do free. twenty years, eyes on the prize. Free. Yeah, if you could survive twenty years on the force. Right, right. So yeah. you know, so we have all this internal law breaking going on. This embedded uh, corruption. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. How do we react to that? Well, I, hypothetically speaking, what if you got a a, a uh, that was pretty cool. If you got a, a a a you know you're supposed to go to jury duty, and and you try to. 
Get so, out of it? Well, you know, well, you can just continue. She's going to continue to travel, right? On oh, city's well, time. Well, so what, what do the, 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 how do the citizens of New Orleans respond to this with our lawful, uh, do we abide well, the same accordingly? Way we, no, I mean, we, we're not following the laws already. Right. So, you know, so, I, guess, I guess she's just, uh, you know, when in New Orleans. Yeah, so I mean, have you been driving around town? People are running red lights, doing illegal left turns. Totally. You know, because they know they can't, no one's going to stop them. No one's going to pull them over and give them a ticket. Lawless. Yeah, lawless. it's a lawless town it right is, now. It is. It's a fucking it lawless and, and, and town right it, now. It's deep. Yeah, it's it's, deep. well, yeah. we're ba- we're back to number one. We're the murder capital. Yes, of, of the, we of the are. We beat out Chicago, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, man, he's been campaigning for that. That's I, his most yeah. successful campaign. Yeah. You know, it's his, uh, <laughs> it hasn't worked out for his, hey, his man, mayor, I'm but uh, for you, brother. Good, okay. good, good. Well, two more years, we're gonna run again. But okay. I'm getting signs already uh, being made that say, "I recall voting for Manny Chevrolet last election." You know, because. I recall. Okay, yeah. Ah. <laughs> Play on words. Again, yeah. very, very subtle. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what else is going on with you, man? Oh, you know, I was out on the road for a couple of weeks there. Uh, we, you got a break uh, from, from this last week. Um, but, but things that happened while we were gone, the queen died, queen of Good. England died. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. You know, and, you know, she killed Lady Di. A lot of people think that. And I think it, too. Well, she didn't like Lady Di. Well, you know, Lady Di was actual uh, English royalty, and, yeah. and you know the the Windsors are German, so their yeah. in- interlopers came from somewhere else. Yeah, no, no they did. <laughs> and the 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 dad was Greek, and they're German, so I don't know what the fuck they're doing on the the throne of England. But you know, it's it's not my talk about get, talking about working uh, uh, living off the taxpayers. That royal family, you know, they keep giving themselves raises and shit. You know, yeah, she died. Who gives a fuck? I can give a fuck. I wonder fuck if they travel it. on the, 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 the on on the city's dime. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So? Oh, yeah. So, so they so shit may, on the may, city's maybe dime. Maybe the, <laughs> the destroyer is taking cues. Yeah, you know? from the it's royal family. It's all really tied into the royal family. Okay, yeah. when look at it's, all it's the a dots bigger, are There's a bigger thing well, she going was on. A, I think she was a crip in L.A. So I think it's the crip <laughs> royal family. Okay. You know, I I still don't know if she was a crip or blood, but I I think she was a crip. Colors and yeah, the colors, yeah. But yeah, they died. She died, you know. And now, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, who's now the king? Charles. He, Charles. He's been waiting he's for this for years. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I thought this. they were going to try to pass him over, but I guess he's nah, getting his crack nah, at it. You know? his crack at it. He's the oldest king ever, apparently. You know, I don't. Hmm. Who cares? I don't care. Well, about you the know, royal family. you know, my my stalker has been keeping up with the news because in her her crazy emails to me, she's started including stuff about. The, the, the royal Queen's family. Death. Oh yeah. Jesus! <laughs> and now Prince Andrew is involved in these these oh. ritual emails she sends me. So she's comparing you to him. No, no, she's saying that a pedophile. Uh, <laughs> no, she's. I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's interesting the way to watching. We the gotta way her, get her, her on the show, works. Renee. Well, we'll see. Give her my number. I'll do a one on one with her. Okay. <laughs> Give her my number. Just say call Manny. He's got every answer for you. Okay. You know, but uh, yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. Oh no, you you have something more. On well, this? you know, uh, you know, uh, monkey pox. Oh, yeah. Is around and oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff, and cor- uh, Corona apparently is still around. I heard but about I, that. I, I read a story just a week ago that a man uh, who was got COVID 850 days ago. He got COVID. He'd been on a ventilator for 850 days. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I, I, and then he died. Well, yeah, I could I could have told you that was gonna. Happen. <laughs> he died, and I'm thinking to myself, he was only on a ventilator for 800. That's it, 850 yeah, days. Yeah, 850 days. And I'm thinking to myself, well, he missed everything. 
He right. missed the whole pandemic. Yeah. He missed the close. He missed the whole history. Yeah, he missed the whole thing. Yeah, he missed the whole thing. He was just yeah. on a ventilator the whole January time. January 6th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I got I got COVID. Did you? I, I was in Costa Rica. Oh, oh God. Man, and it, was, it was miserable. Let oh, me tell you. I had Costa Rica's so, beautiful so, country, man. Yeah, Costa if you Ri- like young boys. Yeah, so 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 check it out. I, I get I go to Costa Rica over over the holidays last year, get away, uh, the band's off. My wife and I and I got my folks, other family members there, and my wife and I get COVID. Oh God! Felt like a million bucks, but they made you—they made you get a test, you know. Uh-huh. So they made me stay there for another sixteen days. This was before the—I oh, guess geez. it would have been the Omicron. Right, right. And and I, let me tell you, it was miserable. I had a drink on the beach uh-huh. in a tidal <laughs> pool for sixteen days, just stricken uh-huh. with COVID. It was. Miserable, let oh, me geez. tell you. I oh, didn't have geez. to come up. I did have to cancel some shows. Right. But they were still there when I got back the next year. And, okay. Uh, long story short, I, I got COVID, and it wasn't so bad. Okay. You had a, and that's not to you know, say there's nothing serious about it. People have right. their... Uh, so you their extended experience. your stay. Does that, 16 days. So how many nice. more days do you have to pay for the hotel and stuff like that? Was that. The tr- that was... I did have to take a little hit. Yeah. Uh, that's but you know what? Thinking, changing Everybody the else went home. My son, everybody, because they were COVID-free, and mm-hmm. we weren't. So there was people to deal with that, and so it, it was it was an unplanned first honeymoon that first we never actually honeymoon. went on. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> so it worked out. I got COVID in Costa Rica. It was like the the best time of my life. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, I hear deal. Costa Rica for Americans is a place to go for young boys and girls, and like Thailand <laughs> is a place for Europeans to go to for young boys and girls. I don't know. This is what I hear. Well, you know, I guess if you're into that, they, they probably have that there, but yeah. it's, uh, it's a beautiful place. Uh, they have jungles there, uh, rainforests, they have uh, monkey pox. monkey pox. They got monkeys. Yeah, you, know, Every, you can have it. There. I'm not going there. Right, right, right. You know, monkey pox you know i would say we don't need to be that frightened unless you're you and a monkey okay have some things happening okay all right well uh, that's what i've read yeah, yeah are there yeah, any uh, thoughts uh, about punky monkey pox no no we just we think the name is funny so we like yeah, to say I like it. it that's my new side project project well pox. you know okay. there are some people who are into it and apparently it's a new gay disease, like AIDS was. That's so, where uh, I, that's yeah, kind of what I was getting. Yeah, this is a new gay disease, you know. Those poor gays, they get a lot of diseases, you know. I feel bad <laughs> yeah, for them. It's a lot of, a lot of contact yeah. in, in some, in some uh, yeah. sectors, some yeah. sectors, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, in the monkey yeah. sector. Okay. You know. Anyway, so that's all I got going. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think uh, uh, we should get get our guest in here because he's already uh, already got no, himself yeah, in, and yeah, uh, we like in. that. So, uh, so let me uh, let me introduce him to the uh, the troubled nation here. So he's a terrific. He's a Grammy winning roots rock guitar player, singer, composer, producer, engineer, and owner of his own Rhythm Shack Studio. He's a veteran of the Dirty Dozen Brass Band and a founding oh. member of the supergroup, the New Orleans Suspects. And uh, he's worked on a whole bunch of, uh, of terrific records. We'll get into all that. But without further ado, the great Mr. Jake Eckert. Welcome, Jake. That, I just learned some shit. You yeah. Yourself. <laughs> yeah right. Some shit yeah. you forgot yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, that was good. <laughs> okay. Thank you, man. That was flattering, man. Well, good. Uh, you know, I like to, to, to butter our guests up, you know, for, for what comes next. So, so Jake, uh, I know you're not from New Orleans. Um, tell us, uh, you know, where 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 you come from? I grew. Well, I was born in Chicago, okay. and as a, as a kid, a very young kid, moved to Georgia. And Why? My that's where my folks moved for work. Oh, okay. And um, 
My old man was from the south side of Chicago. Lived there until I was a tyke, moved to Georgia. Was raised there. Started playing music in Georgia. Hmm, now, how'd you get into playing music? My, you know, my family has a whole lot of generations of musicians. Oh, okay. My mother's side, if we want to get it. Yeah. Take a t- y'all want to take a tangent? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so my mother is an amateur. She, she always played piano. She would play the she had a couple cocktails and play all the movie themes. Arthur, how oh, about cool. that? Dates me a little bit. That was the um, different movie themes, so on and so forth. Her mother was a pianist because she grew up in the shadows of her parents that were f- traveling vaudeville musicians. No kidding. Yeah, out in, of Chicago. Out of Chicago. Yeah, and Goldie was her stage name, Goldie Breen. And they dragged the kids all over the country. That's the way they grew up. They played for everything from silent movies to department stores to circuses. Did you name Talking it? like the you, 20s here? Yeah, you're going way back, 20s, 30s, uh-huh. until they got too old. And then they... Then they ran a photography shop, from my understanding, and they got in trouble for counterfeiting money later in their life. But we'll, we won't go in that that road. So, okay, well, what's so, Chicago? So, Carney yeah, yeah, yeah. is of sort. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I like it. that music was always part of our, our upbringing. And um, my dad's side of the family had music in it, but they weren't musicians. So there was that, as my grandma said before she passed, she, she, by late ages, you got the blessing and the curse, you know. Mm-hmm. And all the things that go along with it. Right. So now my son is a musician, you know, <laughs> and I see how okay, this happens. You're, you're passing the curse on. So anyway, long story short, I went to, I, I ended up studying music at Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina. That's now, where I met my wife. Now why? In, in the night. Why'd you go there? Because that's where that's where hippies went in nineteen in the in the early nineteen nineties huh. out of Georgia. It was a big state school and had a good music program. It's kind of like if you couldn't go out to Colorado. They got a good football team. Too. Now nowadays they're getting noticed yeah. for football. Uh, when, last ten years or so, when they beat that. Michigan. Oh yeah, what was that about ten years ago? Things yeah. changed. And, and, and they it's, it beat was a, Texas A uh, and M just the other that's day. That's right. Just a, was yeah, that last week. Last week they so, got a good football team. So you're playing playing guitar already in yes. Chicago. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. I, well, and I, then you... I was a pian- I was a, a pian. I studied piano from about age three. Oh, then okay. I was a drummer okay. in the school band when I got in 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 Georgia. And I guess it was pro- I was probably in twelve years old when I started guitar. So I could play the piano, and I picked the guitar up and kind of. I used to have to hide my guitar because I, I wasn't always following the rules when I was a kid. Another troubled man, you know, mm-hmm. and. I would Surprise. hide because I was not doing as I should. So they said, well, take that guitar from me. All I do is to play that guitar and I would hide it in my closet, you know, until. So they couldn't take it away I, from I had you? A ba- I had a decoy. Uh, <laughs> that, that so why were you hiding it? Because when I was not doing as I should. Uh, they were punishing they, 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 by they, taking uh, the guitar. Because so I, when I should guitar. be doing my schoolwork, when oh, I should, okay. it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was what's happening at the end of Layla now, or something uh, like that. Now, okay. now so what, what, uh, what, prompted you to start playing the guitar just listen to I rock and man, roll records I ju- you know the first concert i went to this thin l- lizzy well you know actually i believe it was it was eric clapton okay, okay. and it was at the omni which what that was torn down 30 years ago so yeah and Atlanta, my, my yeah. brother brought me to the eric clapton show and i remember going I, i've done that on the piano i've can do that on guitar. I remember that was my first yeah. memory of going. I can do that. I was probably twelve. Some people say Eric Plackton's in the con- in the closet. 
Clapton's in the closet. Yeah, could be. I, yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I don't know. Um, so anyway, uh, to f- flash forward, I went studied music in school, but really what I ended up doing was starting a band and playing and going to classes little as I could with getting grades. Music made sense to me mm-hmm. from a, a, as a kid. The theory made sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do a lot of work to do that. So I was able okay. to squeak out a C. <laughs> no uh, problem. At, at Appalachian State? Yeah. Okay. And then I, I was up there and play, we, we would play bluegrass music. Um, Doc Watson was still alive. You could go watch. He, he would hang out in the vacuum cleaner shop. I don't know if you know who Doc Watson is or sure, not. Sure, sure. Yeah, One of the yeah, last yeah. country blues artists, white country blues artists. He uh-huh. bluegrass. Um, so we we were able to kind of catch the last of that culture. You know, that's another culture up there that kind of is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like New Orleans second line culture. Yeah. Appalachian culture is a real thing. It's not something that we made up. Sure. You know, it's something that's real. Right. And it has a lot of cross-pollination with this music, which later would come show itself in my life. So to... Fast forward, I ended up moving to L.A. Some of my friends said, you know, you should go to L.A. and, and do music. And now I did. you were already with your wife at this time? No. My, oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Not married. She, right. My wife came along with me. She went to L.A. with you? Yep. She oh, went to man. L.A. with me. <laughs> She's and, a good one. <laughs> and that's when things started getting deeper. You know, uh-huh. I started playing on sessions, and I was teaching at Musicians Institute in Hollywood. And now, now let me stop you there. So, Musicians Institute, when that came out, you know, you had the the Guitar Institute, yeah. GIT, mm-hmm. BIT, and yeah. they had kind of a reputation for being like a factory for right. for musicians. And in the good and bad sense, I mean, they yes. kind of cranking cranking out widgets, widgets, uh, yeah. And and you know, really, it's like any school. Now I teach in the music department at Loyola. It's, uh-huh. it's very obvious to me. There's. 20% of these people that are doing this any way, shape, or form, right. whether mm-hmm. you like it or not, and there's 80% of these people that are going to be... Selling shoes in, in four years. Yeah, right. and, and that, that's how it is, is at any point in the music world to me. It's like, this this cat has no choice. He's going to be doing that when he's 90. Right. And you need to figure out what you're good at during the day, this group of people <laughs> over here. It's kind of what it is. It's kind of, you know, Which is, Renee, when Renee I, you when know. I was at, look, when I was at Loyola, I remember sitting in class. Oh, you, you, that's right, you I, went to Loyola. Yeah, I went yeah. to Loyola, yeah. but I do remember sitting in class, looking around the room going, fuck, I don't think most of you people are going to be doing this and, and, in hey, a couple and, of and years. And I hope none of my students are in this room, or, or, or and I'm very honest, I'm like, okay, there's a, I'm talking to the five of you right now that are going to be doing this. Yeah. Because you don't have a choice. If you're doing it now, you're going to be doing it later. Right. So, the way I ended up here, okay. Well, so, so For you, better or for worse, though? I mean, even though they're horrible, they're still going to be doing it? No, no, I, I'm saying I'm talking to the... The, 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 the people the, that, the, that the have people a that calling, will, yeah. The people they, that have they'll, a calling. They'll, they'll, they'll yeah. do it. They'll I know, even though they're bad, they still have that calling? No, 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 I'm saying there's 20% that ain't bad. There's okay. 80% that... Okay, so should, 20% should, have that calling. Yeah, that will have the calling, and within that 20%... But don't that 80%... I mean, they still have the calling, but they're just bad. They, they've or, got the, or, or the credit card or mom's Or, or the, the desire isn't strong enough, you, you know, know. It's or, like they're or not going to put a, the work a in. Word, or, oh, but there's got to be some of that 20% who grew up with a silver spoon, I'm sure, too. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. And to me, you know, a, you, know no ma- you can't, you know, and Renee, I, you know, Renee's... Either you can play or you, you can't. Can it really doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, matter how much money you got to spend at the end of the day. That's something that is ingrained in you and and you can't fake it it's, you can't lie that's about right. it it's, a, that's it's right. a child of three can can figure this out that's right about you 
Now, just to, to, to go back to L.A., so you were there, you were doing session work. Did you uh, cross paths with any, like, classic session yeah, guys? Yeah, like it, like uh, Hal to, Blaine? To, to, or, to or, the, uh, absolutely. And that was the, the wildest part about it, is I really had a crossroads when it was to come here. I actually was working with and, and got to be in cahoots with Larry Carlton. And Larry Carlton was from, he was, he was the most recorded guitar player. At the time, and his son, who is his bass player, Robin Ford's bass player, L.A., he had to drop every name. He played, for, his son was, we started a band, Larry helped us produce it, we got offered a record deal, did very well. Larry played on the album, oh, okay. it's called New Soul Underground, it's, it's probably made 20, 30, long time ago, uh -huh. decades ago. And when everything started cooking there real hard, my wife and I realized that we needed to get closer to home. My wife's from North Carolina. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm from Georgia. Mm -hmm. And right around that time, some of my friends that I'd known from New Orleans, a guy named Kirk Joseph, was out, he was touring with Anders Osborne. Okay. Former guest of the podcast. Oh, oh had, Kirk, had yeah. Kirk. I wouldn't on. be yeah, here yeah. without Kirk. Okay? okay. So I have to credit my existence in New Orleans All to right. Kirk. Shout out to Kirk Joseph. Oh, my brother. So, long story short, again, I could go down... Dirty Dozen was touring. Kirk was not playing in Dirty Dozen, even though he founded that band. Mm, right, right. Kirk, he left for know, a couple yeah, of years. You know, in there. Talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of theories on who, but Kirk and Charles were th at the very root of that, along with Danny Barker and people like that, when you get really deep into the New Orleans. And Roger Lewis, of course. Roger, yes. Roger's the leader, but Kirk and Charles were kind of the foundation because their okay. father was Frog Joseph and let sure. Dirty Dozen rehearse in their backyard. Right. Right. Hence, Kirk Joseph's backyard groove was right. was was kind of paying tribute to that. So, we were all hanging. I decide we're going to move to New Orleans. Kirk's talking to me that Katrina hits, and we've made our decision to come to New Orleans. And now things are just upside down. Okay, at that time, right around then, 2005, Dirty Dozen said, "Would you be interested in coming to play for us?" I was hmm. still living in L.A. in the process of moving based on kirk's recommendation or based how do on you know kevin's those? recommendation okay. kirk was not he Who's was with kevin a, kevin harris is another founding uh, member okay. of, of, of okay, dirty yeah, i'm just trying okay. to figure out how you got yeah. how you were so, back in contact because with the, I, I had been touring a lot with my own right and i was a huge fan of their stuff so hanging out we got to know each other okay kirk and the guys get totally disbanded when katrina hit mm -hmm. i'm planning on coming here I said, Kirk, just come stay at the house. He's not in Dirty Dozen. You, his house in the seventh ward had, you know, six, seven, eight feet of water in right. it. All right. To skip over a bunch of details, we flew down here as soon as they would let us mm -hmm. and started to pull the stuff out, pulling old Dirty Dozen 45 spools out of the water. It was very rough. And right. things were rough. As sure. you all know, if you were here at sure. the time, you know it was rough. Yeah. Flash forward, Dirty Dozen propositioned me again. They were doing an album called What's Going On, which turned into a tribute to Marvin what happened Gaye? to Katrina. It was actually oh. the cover of it had a guy going down Canal Street in a canoe. And I helped arrange all the horns for him. I, in, in college, I studied arranging so I, can, I understand horn work. Mm -hmm. And we made this album called What's Going On that I wasn't really playing on at the time. Another guy named Jamie was playing guitar who was on his way out. This is 05, right after mm -hmm. Katrina. Late 05. 
and finally I said, you know what, Jen, we should we should accept this offer from Dirty Dozen, and we should go to New Orleans. Mm. The, this storms hit. We're planning on going there anyway. Mm. Let's we we then we were like, let's go to Austin. Let's go somewhere else. New Orleans too fucked up. We're going to New Orleans. We we got down here. I accepted the gig with Dirty Dozen. I guess that was probably realistically in 2006, and that was the start of all this. They were offering all these incentives. I was living in L.A. for several years, where mm. everything you know, rent was three thousand bucks a month. Right. You had to work your ass off to pay rent. Got here, nobody was here. It was like you think it's wild, you know. You you know, as we we're saying, it's lawless now. But you all remember right after yeah. Katrina, there was no you know, do whatever the hell you wanted. They had incentives for people to buy homes, so on and so forth. Mm. A lot of federal money. We knew companies. we knew we knew a um, loan officer who lived on Zimple Street. Mm-hmm. And he's, he was a Dirty Dozen fan. He said, I'll give you a loan if you give me the, a, a lifetime guest list pass for Dirty Dozen. I said, let's roll. Okay. <laughs> and we bought that house nice. that you know about. And behind the house was that building that I was like, that's, that's the spot. You already were planning that's, on that's the putting spot. a studio in there. It's yeah. a garage. It's, a, it's an old horse stable looking thing now, mm-hmm. but we're going to rip this sucker up. One thing, I, I love swinging hammers, you know. Yeah. I'm not afraid to do that. Okay. So I said, we'll... we'll, we'll. So it, it became... Flash forward, moved here, joined Dirty Dozen. Nobody had their homes here anymore. Terrence Higgins was living in Atlanta. So Terrence was still in the band. He's a Ter- former, Ter- Terrence, former guest of Yeah, of Terrence Ajay. is was in, and I were in the band together for the better part. He was there for seven years, or maybe maybe five years when I was. Okay, and he had been there for quite a long time before that. Um, ended up here in New Orleans. Terrence is living in Atlanta. The band, the Dirty Dozen, was living on the tour buses of ours in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi. Oh, jeez. That's Mississippi, right? Yeah, Vicksburg, yeah, yeah. Where a guy named Patrick Smith had these two tour buses, and they had nowhere to go. Roger lives in the Seventh Ward. He lives off, off uh, actually, he lives off Franklin. Uh-huh. He had 17 feet of water. Oh, Jesus. Ephraim had 17 foot of bloat. He had 17 feet yeah. of water. Everybody, so everybody's staying over. They're living on tour buses. So we decided to go on the road for 300 days. <laughs> you know? And it was like the next four years was just constant international touring. Now, because now, what did your wife think about that? She loved that, let me tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> was she out there with you? No. No. Okay. And, and she, she <laughs> was working at Arno Animal Rescue New Orleans trying to get all these animals wrangled in here mm-hmm. and really did a wonderful job we ended up with three dogs out or well two t- the dog we had and two others that were katrina mutts who just now died at oh, between the ages of 16 and 17 hey man they had a great life right sure so that's how that all came together it was it was it was bittersweet you know and then things settled down roger bloody ephraim all the guy kirk kirk wasn't in the band at the time again uh Terrence ended up years later coming back to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I think it was in about two years when I was here. Terrence finally ended up back. Okay, um, and there it was. There and and we're back. Now, how many people are in this band? The Dirty Dozen. There were never was. <laughs> they said there, there was a eight, dozen. Never was a dozen. Okay, because I've never seen them. Seven I don't know. I've never. Dirty seen Dirty Dozen started in okay. about 1976. Oh, okay, 76. Yeah, yeah I've so never seen 40, them. 46 uh, years. So you've been in the band since 76. No, I was born in 76. No, he said. Oh. Yeah, he said he joined in 2006. Oh, oh, okay. 2006. So Give how her, old are these guys? When uh, you Roger, joined? Roger's 81 now. So oh, he was. Man. He was. Uh, Oh God! Still fit as a fiddle too, man. I saw and, Roger and if, at uh, Jazz and, Fest. And if you and talk about, let's talk about Roger. The Dirty Dozen was a, a 
is is such a, a deeply rooted institution. Roger's from Fats Domino's band. Oh yeah, and, and Roger talked and, all about that on, yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. he was that, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a remote with him. Oh, this I is, don't, uh, we did I don't it over the computer. Things. It's a good episode. Yeah, he uh, talks okay. about talks about uh, walking by the dressing room in Vegas when yeah. and at when he played with uh, Fats Domino there and and. Uh, um, and Margaret? No, no. Uh, uh, the Shecky Green? No, the flamboyant pianist. Uh, Liberace. Uh, Liberace is yeah. sitting in. Yes, in, yeah, in, I know that uh, story. Yeah. In, in, in Fats Domino's uh, dressing room, and he goes, "Ooh." Come in here. <laughs> you play good. Yeah. <laughs> he starts showering Roger with compliments, and uh, yeah. yeah. You ever been to the Liberace Museum in no, Vegas? No, but I'd like to go. Oh, it's such yeah. a fabulous thing. So yeah, it's I, great. I, yeah, I've had a soft spot lately. Not to change the subject, John. No, no, that's cool. But for like, like the Rat Pack and stuff, and the yeah. showmanship that was really yeah. involved with it's like a Sammy Davis Jr. Where are oh, those man. people now? Where are the Sammy Davis Juniors? They're of, gone. They're gone. They're, they're gone. People with that kind of talent, man. Just, just so not, concentrated. Can not, do yeah. so many the music sucks today. Yeah. I haven't listened to. I don't. I haven't liked music in this in uh, for like the last twenty five years. I really don't care for music. It, I get yeah, it. You know, it I just sucks. It. And you know, when I hang out, it's like you know, I, I would rather if if me and Renee are hanging out, I don't want to know about the bass. I want to know about you know what he thinks of of the of sure, Latoya well, Cantrell or whatever. Right, but you know, yeah. we're, we're we're cursed with that forever. Right. But you know, Sammy Davis Jr. the Rat Pack. You know, so you take. Let's switch. I'll switch gears on you. Jerry Jeff Walker. Mm. Okay, Who's that? A, he's a country artist. Okay. He wrote Mr. Bojangles. So I'll go down a rabbit hole, you know. Mr. Bojangles, great tune. Check out every version of this that's ever been done, right? You got Nina Simone doing it. You got Frank Sinatra doing it. I came across Sammy Davis Jr. doing this and watched the video. Just the mere showmanship that well, those people. Well, had. I saw him do it live, and you a, saw him do it live. Signature uh, song for Sammy. Yeah, my yeah, parents yeah. would go. To, we'd go to Ve- take us to Vegas once a year. No way. Yeah, I saw Sammy Davis Jr. a couple times. Seen Frank about a f- two or three times. Man. Seen Rickles about a dozen times. The real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents were very into that. I, I grew up in L.A., so I was two oh, hours oh, away. Where, where did you grow up in L.A.? I grew up on the West Side. Oh, where at? Uh, Mar Vista, Venice area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when I lived in LA, I started Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I had a friend in Manhattan Beach, and I went to Manhattan Beach. It was real bougie down there. I said, "Well, this is cool." And then I found Hermosa Beach. Yeah, and I've been living in Hermosa. So Mar Vista was very. You know, my buddy used to park his boat in Marina Del Rey. Well, when, that's where I grew up. And when as soon as I got to move out of the house, when I you know turned eighteen, I, I moved to Hollywood. Yeah, where'd yeah. you live in Hollywood? Oh God, I lived Melrose and Doheny, <laughs> Melrose and Fairfax, uh, uh, Sunset, and. I want to say Coenga. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right where MI was. Where, where yeah. That, that was at, yeah, Musicians Institute. And then I lived out in Silver Lake for a long time. Oh, man, that was where I record. That was, yeah. that was Silver Lake. Red Star Studio. My neighbor for a couple of years was Beck. Nice. Yeah, he was my neighbor for a couple of years. I tell you, man, L.A. is a strange place. There's nothing Hollywood about Hollywood, man. No, no. <laughs> you get to Hollywood, it's all pimps and whores after, yeah. the, after, the, after the sun goes down, man. Oh, she's a vixen, L.A. <laughs> Okay. She'll seduce you. Yes. Yes. You know. I was just there two weeks ago and it was 
Still LA, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's bigger. It's 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 a lot so of much traffic, man. Yeah, it's so much cleaner though than this fucking town, man. Sure, it'd be hard to get dirtier. That's not, that's not, it's hard to get dirtier, as Renee is saying. Uh, yeah. yeah, Bombay is is cleaner than New Orleans. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, Manny, I'm looking at the clock and looking at our drinks, and I think it might be that time, huh? All right, whatever you say. <laughs> well, <laughs> why don't you get us out? All right. Well, uh, the nation knows the drill. Uh, we'll be right back. Yes, indeed. Criminal been creeping by my door. Spreading your food around and a little bit more, more, more. Criminal been creeping by my door. Just when you had enough, you took a little bit more, more, more. Where the hoodoo moon is up in the middle of the night. Spirits in the shadows are the only thing in sight. Night people walking, good neighbors sleeping. The voodoo man come out, midnight creeping. Criminal been creeping by my door. Spreading your voodoo round and a little bit more, more, more. Criminal been creeping by my door. Just when you had enough, you took a little bit more, more, more. We're back, back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Yeah, I am Renee Coman. Yes, you are. Back with our guest, Say Mr. It, brother, Mr. Jake Eckert. Jake. Now, now Jake, uh, you admitted that you hadn't listened to the podcast uh, earlier when we were uh, cross-examining you, and uh, I will just say Neither that, have I, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't feel bad. Uh, We've talked about you, two different you, kinds you, of examinations so far. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, talking yeah. about colonoscopies, right now, and now also an examination that I didn't do my homework. Uh, really? that's, okay. that's been a lifelong problem of mine. Okay, well, you're, you're sidetracking me. <laughs> So well, the, the point being that they're uh, going to get rid of homework in schools. You know that that's a big thing these days. Well, getting rid of homework. Well, the thing we can't get rid of is uh, 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 taking care of our, our listeners and, and addressing our, their needs or our mayor or, or our expenses. And, uh, you know, the we have had uh, some sponsorship issues over the course of the show, Jake. I, I will admit that myself. But uh, we are back to our original sponsor, which is. Uh, loose change. You familiar with loose change? I, I, I want to know all about loose change. Well, well, I'm sure you've got some somewhere. You know, it's it's uh, in the the floor of boards of your car. Yes. It's it's in the the that jar in your on your on your dresser. Got it. Uh, maybe the, the bottom of the dryer, perhaps. Uh, and you know, it's it's not there's not so much of it around these days. People aren't aren't really using coins that much, but uh, the principle is the same. And uh, you know, we're that that extra money that you have. You know, if you're if you're listening to podcasts, if you're enjoying this, if you're being entertained. 
entertained. And, and as I've said before, if you're not, just turn it off, man. This is not compulsory. So uh, anyway, if you are listening, uh, you know, support the podcast. Get some skin skin in the game. We have the uh, the PayPal account and the the uh, Venmo account and the Patreon page. And uh, we have some people that just supported the uh, that that contributed to the podcast. So give a shout out to uh, Carol Honeycutt and MMI Music. Uh, bought us a round of drinks tonight. Beautiful. And, uh, you know, the, the links to, uh, to those accounts are in the show notes of every show and on the Facebook page, and as well as the, uh, the link to, uh, to get the Troubleman Podcast t-shirts. And uh, also, uh, you know, we have the, as I said, the Facebook page, the Instagram page. Follow us on that and, uh, you know, the, share the, the posts. Just give us your money, and, damn it. And, I'll tell you what, uh, We man. just and, need money. And, and, oh, send your money. I haven't I, made a dime me, I will from personally this shit. go. I'm going to buy a T-shirt. I will go. Just hold me to it, Renee. You can send me a text. Say, hey, brother, you did not do what you said you were going to do. I am going to. Okay. Some, so if I can do it, right. if I can do it, y'all can do it. Okay. All right. I like the, yeah. the guest is uh, is, is uh, self reinforcing here. So uh, uh, also subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. You can uh, uh, say fuck Manny and, and Renee five stars. <laughs> Give us five stars. Uh, whatever the review is. Um, so what does that mean when they give us five stars? How does that help us? Well, because it's your, your rating is is uh, so you know, you we're have the like in the Nielsen rating. ratings kind well, of it's, thing. I don't know. It's just the the way that you're. It's rated in in Apple or uh, you know any of the other uh, uh, oh, podcast you. providers. You know, it's it's uh, it helps you rise to the top. Oh. You know, it's uh, it's an endorsement. Um, anyway, so like give us a thumbs up. It's kind Basically of like that. Like yeah, that. yeah, and so subscribe. It so was that like Siskel and Ebert. This was a Rotten Tomatoes. Kind sure, of thing. exactly. Yes, a rating system. You yeah. got it, man. You got it. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, that might be all, all for that. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but uh, anyway. Um, You're forgetting that whoever donates the most in the la- next week will win a free vacation to Camp Lejeune. Okay. Camp Lejeune. It's a great camp. Okay. It's a camp. Camps it's been are around. coming back into, into it's, style. It's, a camp. Right? it's been around since the 50s. Okay. Right it's on. next to an army base. Have you heard about Camp Lejeune? I thought it was an army base. I, I thought that was an army yeah, base. It is, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But families <laughs> live there. Okay. And uh, they're getting big bucks these days. Oh, for the uh, asbestos yeah, sediment? Or, yeah. or no, groundwater contamination. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now you guys get yeah. the joke. Yeah. Right. Jeez. <laughs> I got plenty of asbestos in my I'm working with out. a fucking it's team very, again. It's, it's, Jesus. Very, it's very subtle, man. It's, a, it's very subtle. Um, okay, well, back to our guest, uh, Mr. Jake Eckert. Now, Jake, uh, so we, we, we were talking about your tenure in the, the Dirty Dozen Brass Band, uh, which brought you to New Orleans. I guess that was uh, started in 2006 and went to about 2013. Yeah, give or take. I, right? still, I actually still play with them occasionally, but, sure. but, but as, as a member in 2013. Well, it's, it's, it's a yeah. So you're the youngest member? Well, not in, at the time, no. But I mean, these guys are in their 80s, aren't the original, they? The original cats were between... When I was playing, so which was left close to 10 years ago now, but when I was playing, they were spanning from 60s to 70s. Now it's 70s to 80s. Um, but there were some other... Terrence Higgins was a young yeah, te- guy. Yeah, Terrence uh, is younger. He's closer to my age. Now they have Takesh on guitar. Takeshi, he's, yeah. a, he's a young and guy. And Julian now, that Terrence left. When, when, when Terrence and myself left at a similar time, similar time 
we were again replaced with a couple other younger guys. And you know, it's kind of the way you got to roll. Oh know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 always nice to get smart. some new blood in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> smart, yeah. Man. People that will put up with anything for a while. Yeah, right. right, right, right. Well, and and look. To, to go spend time under the tutelage of, of Roger Lewis, people should be paying the band to, 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 to be in that position. Man. So, man. so anybody could, could, should count themselves lucky to, to, to be doing that for free. If yeah, they the dirty to. old man. The if dirty you're out there, Roger, man. we love you, dirty oh, yeah, old man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a universally loved guy. What a tone, man. What a tone. <laughs> what time, man. What, uh, what, what is a crisp sense of, yeah. of time he has, yeah. man. I love yeah. that guy. And you too, Renee. Oh. Let's not, uh, let's oh, not forget about oh, you. Oh, well, you're very sweet. You're very sweet, Jake. Well, you know, I was going to say, uh, talk about how you and I got to, to know each other because I'd seen you play with Dirty Dozen a whole bunch of times and, and seen you play with, with uh, the, your, the other band that you started, the New Orleans Suspects. We're going to talk about that. But you and I finally spent a bunch of time when we were making the John Mooney record, Truth of the Matter, that That's you right. produced That's at your right. studio. That's right, yes. And we were there with John, and you know anybody that knows John knows he can be a handful. Nah. <laughs> and it was you and me and Doug Below, <laughs> yes, another former right. Trouble Men podcast right. guest, yeah, and yeah. the three of us. And I remember John would start a song, and it was just the three of us, and he wouldn't tell me the chord changes. Oh no, and, you know, that's part of the and, that's part of the, and, the, the, the deal. And man. We'd get halfway <laughs> through, and then he'd, he'd stop and he'd go, "Oh, let's do this other song." And we're like, well, "Wait, what's that first song?" <laughs> and Jake, to your I, I really appreciate you. You go like, well, John, hold on. Why don't you tell Renee what the chords are in this song? Because, you know, with John, the way he's playing slide guitar, he doesn't make the chord all the time. No. He'll just play like a yeah, note. It's like, like, is it, that the four chord there right. or is that still yeah, and the it's one? Like, you know, it's like the Robert Johnson thing or whatever. And we had, I, that's right, I forgot that was the album. We had finished an album before that called uh, Sun and Moon. Right. That all was just... Sun House Because Sun was kind of his mentor. Yeah, sorts, yeah, right? yeah. Absolutely. And I thought it was pretty deep because, uh, you know, Sun House taught Robert Johnson per se, right? Right. Or, 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 or allegedly, right? Right. Well, um, Robert Johnson was a boy when Sun House was right. a man. And then, you know, so in. I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. damn, man, this is kind of deep. Absolutely. That's, you know, that here's continuum. the funnel yep. from Robert Johnson... This is kind of the end right here. That this doesn't go any further than right. this. So I, we did that album, which was just John, and he could do. They could choose when he wanted to go to a four chord. Sure, right? yeah, for you yeah. musicians out there, that that's just a change. And when you all came in, he, John attacks his music with that same mind, right? right but yeah, meanwhile, yeah. there's other people's well-being and sanity at stake. <laughs> <laughs> well, the record came out great, I gotta say. Man. And look, yeah. looking at, I, I, yeah. I think you did a great job. Thank there's you. a ton of great players. You did a great job. Oh, well, very sweet of you to say. I um, did a great job. Manny was fantastic. Yeah. He didn't make a mistake. You know, yeah. we can s sneak Manny in on something coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sure, but man, that that, like that 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 uh, record is like a who's who of of uh, New Orleans keyboard yeah. players and and uh, and that guys that wound yeah. up playing on after. And I thought Trina Shoemaker did a fantastic she was job so, mixing you know, the she's record. So man. cool. And I, you yeah. know, I was just watching the Cheryl Crow documentary, and she was. I didn't realize how tight she's like behind Cheryl's oh, music. Yeah. I didn't know this at the time. Yeah, we, she's been with Cheryl for we, um, 20, 30, 25 years. We had a funny. Because I was on the road, I was on the road with the suspects at the time, and I'd left for a couple weeks, and and some of the files were missing. She had to drive to my house, and my wife let her in. She's like, Jake, the coolest girl came to the. She would have <laughs> pulled up in a pickup truck and basically kicked the front door down and said, "I need to get in your recording studio." And she went back there and she. 
personally got all the files that were missing because I was unavailable. Mm. And she did it all herself in a beautiful studio in, in Mobile where she works called, uh, I think it's called Dauphin Street Sound. And okay. Jake Peavy, the baseball player, the professional baseball player, opened that studio. So that's where that was actually mixed. Okay. It was mixed there. And, um, you know, we had everybody, you know, I went over to John Cleary's studio and, and added some stuff. We had John Grow come in. We had uh, all different kinds of people. That yeah, was a yeah, one. Yeah. And, and Renee, you got a magic touch, man. You got your own thing. Oh, you know, that's no, Cheryl Crow. <laughs> man, he's going to cut you off if you ever say anything nice about me. <laughs> no, no, I didn't care I, less. <laughs> does, does, I can't tell if he's likes or dislikes or, or does he have a no, secret? No, I got a thing for Cheryl I was Crow. thinking that. That's what yeah. I was going because I see it in your eyes, yeah. man. Yeah, so do you, <laughs> I think, get that. do you still know her? I don't. I don't, and it was—it's just through Trina. Cause she sang with Michael Jackson. That was her thing. Did you yeah. watch that documentary that just came out about who? About her. It's called Cheryl. Look at what this. What the you see hell's this? going on? Yeah, here. That, that's this uh, is the ghost. A ghost this is movie. The, by the way, the, the, uh, the beer cans are floating across a, the. A documentary on Michael Jackson or Cheryl Crow? Cheryl Crow. It's called Cheryl. Cheryl. No, it just came it. out. And Trina. That's what I was talking about. Is the, Katrina? Who, Trina is the, the the engineer who Trina who mixed this album. Cheryl Crow because. As you know, Cheryl Crow used to date Eric Clapton, who was in the closet for many years. <laughs> <laughs> looking for his guitar yeah, in yeah, the back Looking there. for yeah. his guitar yeah. in the closet. You think, you think Clapton? Possibly. Oh, yeah. I like this. I like this theory. Yeah. So Cla he you know, thinks Clapton's he's under God. a lot of scrutiny he thinks now. He's God. Have you seen this, Clapton? Well, well, yeah. Clapton has has uh, crossed some people uh, politically. He that, and, that, he and yeah, Van yeah. Morrison decided they you know, take these, a stance. All these old guys, yeah. You, know, you, you don't don't pay too much you attention. You know, when you to live the, on a yacht, I don't know how much a stance you can take on shit. There you and go. And people really take you seriously. Yeah, right. well, yeah. You shouldn't pay any attention to those guys. <laughs> that's that's that's. Uh, now getting back to Cheryl Crow. Though. <laughs> okay. How old do you think she is now? I bet you she's 55. Yeah, 55. Just a little yeah. bit younger than us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's in LA? Cheryl's in LA. Do you think you can get her on the show? She's from <laughs> possibly. Like, we, 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 hey, we can hit Trina up. I yeah, bet you Cheryl yeah. might do that. Look, you look, know what I'm saying? I tried to get yeah. Trina on the show and she wouldn't answer me. So I don't uh, know. We got to get Trina you know, on and, first. And her husband is, is Grayson. Yeah. And, and he, I, he'd and, come down. Yeah, no, I, I did Grayson. We, I ran into Grayson not too long ago. We played a show together in, uh, in, on the radio in Pensacola or something. You would sound good with Grayson, I bet. Oh, yeah. No, Grayson's yeah. cool, man. Um, but Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm getting she's excited nice, about Cheryl Crow. Nice My tan. headphones are falling. Doesn't she have a nice tan? She's from Missouri, so I learned. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Seems like she has nice she's skin. She's a farm girl. Nice yeah, yeah. skin. Yeah, yeah. Well, another record I wanted to talk about that you, you made there at, uh, at uh, the Rhythm Shack was uh, the Bobby Rush record, <laughs> that's a Porcupine Meat. Yes, that's a good record. And that's a that's a Grammy-winning record. Yes. That And that was Bobby Rush's first Grammy. I think that he won that when he was 87 years old, I think. You know... Bobby, forgive me for saying this. I don't really know how old Bobby is. Well, I don't okay. think Bobby knows how old he is. I don't he think is. he does. And Scott, my friend Scott Billington. Shout out to Scott Billington. Hey, Scott. Scott would come on the show, no problem, by the way. He would right. love to my, do this. My, uh, Scott's get, got a lot of history. Yeah, and Scott, Scott is a great guy. And, and, you know, Rounder Records. So they put that on Rounder Records. We did that. And, and, and Bobby, the best part of the Bobby Brush record to me is the light switch covers he handed out. Because, you know, Bobby rolls with, like, two girls on stage with their their 
do we need to be politically correct? No, in our not at all. So with their asses to the audience, you know, and they just, <laughs> they just kick it and they roll with him and they were in the studio and they're just kicking it the whole time and he, you know, he would just give, give him some cash, go buy some stuff uh-huh. and they'd come back. How old is this guy? He's got to be 90 he's, he's now. now. And like how old it. are these chicks? <laughs> 40. Okay. He's doing good. Okay. So Bobby's a trip. So he, he had these light switch covers, all right? And I totally just spun you just off. Sorry. party But this, this is the best part about it. So they go over the light switch, mm-hmm. and the light switch is him flashing, and and the li- and the and the and the switch switches his dick is, is his 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 junk, you know. So my partner Jeff Watkins at the time who ran the studio with me before he had a stroke. I thought you were married. Yeah. I am, you know. Uh, and you she, say she, your partner. Like, you no, know, no, no, no. Today's no, world, no, that yeah, kind of confusing. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, business partner. Uh, yeah, yeah, business uh, partner. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my wife's one to drop me off. Make sure she'll be here making sure I'm not in. Because you know, okay. after the podcast, me and Snake and Jake's have a different relationship. Right, right. So revert. So, to so your, here's the uh, best former. part about that album. Before we get to the music, uh-huh. I come into a, another session. Jeff has the whole. So you stick the light switch cover on the on the plate, and right. then and then the switch comes out mm-hmm. right where's where's Dick is right. right. And it's a white light switch. So I come in, Jeff has the whole wall taken apart. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing to my wall, bro? And he's gone to Lowe's. There's Lowe's bags and shit. It's like, dude, I had to get a black light switch cover. A, a black light switch. <laughs> he's like, this is all wrong. You know? Oh, and he's like, my so God. Okay. I wish I had a photo of that. I might have some extra light switch covers from that. Oh, so anyway, I that, love that, man. That was, a... And Bobby was so proud of his light switch covers. Nice. Yeah, that's, so, that's a unique uh, uh, piece of merch. I yeah, haven't seen that before. I don't know if you get those outside the studio, but... Um, well, I have some so custom light switches. he had a light switches, switch but, cover uh, over his dick. No, do you not get it? <laughs> no, I don't get this at all. So what the, the light switch talk? cover has a picture of Bobby, uh-huh. like, flashing, like, exposing himself. And there's a so, hole in the light switch cover that the switch and, comes and out of. And the switch is where I thought you said this was be. live. This was at a gig or something. It's no, a, this is in a, studio. It's merch. Oh. It's merch. So we, oh, made, a, we made an album called Porcupine Meat. Oh. And it, which won a Grammy. It was a great, yeah, I'm great sure album. I'm sure you sold a lot of that. And anyway, that was, no, that was did, Scott that was Billington. I much credit with being the producer record. for that that album. Nice, nice, great. And we had Doug Belote. Doug Belote, yeah, yeah, um, man. And, uh, every, and Bo- everybody, yeah, yeah. Um, and Kirk Joseph played on that album. Another nice, one. nice. And and Bobby went on to to make another record that won another Grammy I, right after I that. Do, Bobby's I, on a roll now. Can I tell you one funny story about Bobby sure. Rush? Yeah, before yeah, we, absolutely. So I hadn't seen Bobby in several years, and my son who's now getting a teenage New Orleans kid. This is maybe beginning of the pandemic, maybe just before the pandemic, and I'm take him to Jackson, Mississippi, that's where Bobby lives, mm-hmm. to a soccer tournament because he was playing soccer at the time. And I'm outside Memphis. I go to a firehouse subs, which is full of white folks, you know. I don't right. think of, like, Bobby Rush and firehouse subs. He would okay. be at, like, you know... Popeyes or some shit, stereotypically speaking. <laughs> okay, right? sure. Because Bobby and me some are soul buddies. food. Place, he's a soul yeah, man. He's right. a real deal soul man. Right. Chitlin Circuit. Yeah, and Bobby I, goes way back. And yeah, I yeah. ran into Bobby Rush in 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 the uh, in the firehouse sub. Okay. And, and he said, "Hold on, Jay. He said, "Hold on. I'm talking to Buddy Guy. His buddy, buddy, nice. buddy's brother just died. I got you know. He's hold on, Jake. What you, what the hell are you doing here? And so Bobby. One of the most classic people, there's all these Mississippi white folks in there, and then this old 89, 90-year-old Jerry Curl right. god 
Dressed to the nines. <laughs> Dressed to the nines in <laughs> firehouse subs, man. Nice, so anyway, that's man. the last time I saw Bobby. That was had to have been a couple of years ago. Uh, and the food him. killed him? Uh, no, he's, he's still going <laughs> strong. I'd love to get Bobby on the show, by the way. I, I, well, last I time we had a really old guy, we killed him. Uganda Roberts, he was on the show. Oh, uh, uh, Two on, days later, he, he died. On, he, he was on the Mooney record. On the Mooney right, record, right, yeah. Exactly, yeah. We exactly. killed him. It was a week later. And, uh, Alfred? I, I take, I take Alfred no was a legend, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. I never heard of him, but we he was, killed him. He oh, died you, two days oh, later. You, you heard him so many times on the on records, man. You I probably, have. You probably busting out those Cheryl Crow picks you got. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Uganda was great Gave on the program. Attack. Well, well. So so now I want to kind of and and another record you were involved in is our a guy is uh, Cedric Burnside. Yeah, that's, I, I forgot about that. And I want to I want to yeah. talk about how so you know Cedric obviously is uh or maybe not obviously but he's uh, RL. Burnside's grandson, grandson uh, uh, North Mississippi Hill Country music. Yeah. Now, how did you get into that? Because I, I hear a lot of that in your play, and you I know, know you're tight with you like know, Luther Dickinson and, yeah, and Luther those guys. Yeah, Luther and are working together on and off right now. In and believe it or not, it was I met Cedric. I believe if I if I can't really remember, but I believe it was when I was on the road with Dirty Dozen. Okay. And maybe they were opening up. And so Dirty Dozen is a huge entree to the the whole world of, yeah. of top level touring acts. Yeah, That's and you know, so we would have all these different. I mean, I remember Luther's band was opening up uh, North Mississippi right. Stars. That's when right. I first met him. Mm-hmm. Um, going back, you know, twenty years, right? And um, maybe not fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Cedric as well. You know, uh-huh. and Cedric, I can't remember how it came about that he asked me to do that. But we made that album, and you know it was great. It, we had we had Kevin O'Day come in and yeah. play some drums. So Cedric's a drummer, right? But he would play guitar. Uh huh. And the best part that the, the w- this is very telling is Cedric. I love Cedric. He's just the real thing, and that whole family. But he didn't have any compu- They don't have com- he, any computers. Okay. So you couldn't like send him mixes, files, or anything. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would. Burn CD. So this is probably, this goes back maybe 12 years uh-huh. ago, something like that, that album. I forgot the name of that album. But I would burn a CD and mail it to him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he would get back to me and say, you know, hey, man, can you can we turn the, you know, the, right. the, the kick drum down or whatever, okay, you know. Going 20th century. And then, and then right, I would go, right, okay, right. yeah. And I would, you know, burn another CD and mail it to him. And then, and then he'd come to play a gig and we, we finally finished the album. And it takes it, a little bit longer, but it worked. It got, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it but I thought it was, there was a bit of, a, of something very uh, comforting about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? it, it, it doesn't have to be that fast. Yeah, you know, right. it's still pretty fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, okay, so, so let's, let's move on to, uh, to the, your, your current band, your, your, uh, your, your, your landmark act that you, you were the uh, one of the founders of the New Orleans Suspects. So that was a band that was started by like uh, you, Reggie Scanlon from from the Radiators mm-hmm. as a bass player, uh, uh, Willie Green from the Neville Brothers was the drummer, yeah. uh, Jeff Watkins was the tenor player, uh, James who, Brown from James Brown, from James Brown, mm-hmm. right, right, and and who am I leaving out? C R uh, Groover, yeah, yeah a great uh, keyboard player. So it's kind of a put together as a super group. It was, you know, it was it was a weird thing because it was never supposed to be what I was playing in the Dirty Dozen Neville Brothers are touring Radiators are still touring CR 
And then Kevin from Dirty Dozen was the original sax player who actually hired me in Dirty Dozen back in 06. What we were talking about. And uh, to kind of paraphrase the whole situation, those bands, the Radiators, as you know, you you go way back with Reggie sure. longer than I do. One of the most went, Reggie's one of the best people you ever meet in your whole life. Oh man, it. sweetheart, he was he was on the podcast Good. early on. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, the best yeah, stories yeah. you ever of anybody, yeah, right? Yeah. And then Willie, a Neville brother, from when he was, I think Willie was out of mom's house, right to the Neville brothers, you right. know. And um, they kind of, I was not in the forefront of that of putting it together. They, it was them two that really did okay. it, and Cr and I. And as these other bands, the Radiators kind of wound down, the Neville Brothers were wrapping it up. That's when I had to decide. So let me say this. We started playing at the Maple Leaf on Wednesday nights just as something for fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get it. There were some personnel changes that mm-hmm. went went with sure. that. See, and, and Reggie. And what kind Reggie, of music is it? It's it's funky rock. Okay. You know, It's Roots New Orleans rock. And what's it called again? New Orleans Suspects. Okay. And yeah. Reggie was saying that that when y'all started the band, it said everybody bring in a couple of tunes. Yeah, and that's all it was. It was p- us having fun, and the studio had just, you know, had had was starting to kind of take off. And so I said, you know, let's record some music. And we so we did a Rye Cooter tune, and we did a, um, you know, a James Booker song, and we did a couple originals I had. And it was never supposed to be anything, and went and played these shows at the Maple Leaf. And this is '09. Now mm-hmm. we're t- talking about '09, and. Reggie said, hey, man, this manager's been, wants to manage us, and, and he would like to have a meeting with the band. So we, were, we did a couple gigs on the road. We went to Minneapolis and some radiator places, so uh-huh. on and so forth. And we got approached by a management company, you know, uh, Barney Swift Lazar? Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't have enough go-go dances. Uh, okay. But we get more go-go dances. So... Anyway, long story short, we got picked up, and I said, oh, shit, now I'm in the Dirty Dozen and doing this shit, uh-huh. and they want us to play. So literally, I would go play with Dirty Dozen. We said, okay, we'll take this management. You can manage us, and we had to book an agent, all that shit. And so we'd go, I'd go with, for, with the Dirty Dozen, jump off that tour, and then jump right with the suspects. Right. You know? And it was like, I think I did 300 and... <laughs> Jesus whatever and, and finally the He's still the, running the and studio then finally, at the same time roger forgive me for telling this story roger we're on the tour bus and roger said hey jake i'm here and kevin's in the band at the time from two with dirties i'm hearing too much about the suspects and you know i need to have a meeting with y'all so i said man i love y'all let's talk and the management called me and and roger said okay we got that behind us man so let's just leave this suspect thing alone we'll get back and i said roger i think i'm gonna go play with the suspects man and and roger's like oh man you roger i love you bro he said man you're fucking my head up (laughs) i said bro i said i think it's just time for i did i felt like it was time for me to move right yeah you could feel it yeah because you were playing with 90 year old men right They're still going strong now. Yeah, they're still, they're later, still crushing so, uh, it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so, they're still waiting for the bus, <laughs> yeah. the transfer and stuff yeah, like well, that. You know. I mean, these what? Are, uh, how old are these guys? I mean, uh, old. Yeah, and old. they're still touring. They're still touring, oh hitting it hard, God. man, hitting it hard. And, and you know, Roger to this day, like, unfortunately, the suspects, as we know it now, 
health has taken its toll on on that band. Well, I was gonna say I, yeah. I, I, now since you brought it up, yeah. three of the guys that that's and yeah. this is look, this is happening to us as as you, as you mentioned, speak. Kevin O'Day, we lost him earlier yeah. this year. Carlo Nuzio, we lost Gosh, him. All, all my buddies, people yeah. are of our these are our peers. These are our peers, right. and and so in, in the span of the of the of the five guys that started the band Only everybody's still alive yeah everybody's still alive but not and, and we can flash forward to all that too because i'm pretty open to, to talking about it it's like so flash forward we we got the we were touring we we made five albums together on, in that configuration right. other than jeff watkins joined soon after we started because mm. when i left dirty dozen i had to tell kevin wanted to come with i said kevin you got to stay with the dozen bro right, i mean right. that's like your thing that's an institution don't come with this hope of something new it's not a good thing so he stayed jeff james brown was dead he was playing with joss stone she wasn't she's out of england right. so long story short we have this band made five albums Sometime around 2014, I bet, 15, when mm -hmm. Reggie got sick. Right. Reggie got pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And we were on the road, and I said, something's desperately wrong. He was sweating. His, he had jaundice in his eyes. Mm, yeah, I said, yeah, man, yeah. something's up with you. I don't know what it is. And and that was the case. You know, and it was, it was that was like, the, he defied all odds. And that was a miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's one of Renee's close buddies, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Reggie's still going strong. Still himself, great. But he said, he said, he said, yeah, my doctor said it's not good for me to bounce well, around in the back doctor, of the van. And, and more important, <laughs> said, doctor not, wife. <laughs> she, oh, yeah. oh, it's a Sally, Sally was okay. like, you know, well, well, she was not a doctor, but she's a, a, a amazing woman. And she yeah. plays one on TV. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, and, and you know, moving forward, we 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 played well, probably over a thousand shows, made five albums in that configuration. Willie, Willie's health took a turn, mm -hmm. and he could no longer tour. Flash forward, Jeff, this is just a year ago, Jeff were on the road and had two strokes on mm. the road, which was, I said, man, how much more hits do we take? Right, right, man. And geez. we had, and Reggie, we decided we would, would not tour, you know. Mm. Um, so long story short, we had Eric Vogel, Eddie Christmas stepped in for, right. for uh, Willie. So great, all these great and, players. And now Brad Walker still, stepped in for Jeff. Brad. And, Je and, we're, and Brett, you know, we still... If I could have it the way it was, it would be great. But at the end of the day, motherfuckers get old, things happen, and I, it, it'll be me. You know, I happened. Not that I was the kid. Now I'm now, not. Who is there? Like a singer in the band? Who's I, that? Me and me and C.R. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're the singer. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I never seen you guys. I don't. I don't like music. So. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not yeah, much yeah, to look yeah, at anyway. Yeah, you don't have to say that you to people. You, you, <laughs> do, you know, yeah. I, it's cool. I don't. In general, I don't leave the house much, so we're <laughs> good. Good. Okay. That's, that's if I'm traveling, neither does Manny. Yeah, me and you will get along great. Yeah. We can talk about anything but music. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Latoya. Yeah, Latoya. Okay, back oh. to Latoya. Okay. Um, well, uh, so so so, man, you guys are. You got. I was I was watching videos of the the current band. Sounds so great, man. Thank you, man. Uh, Brad Walker, what a fucking what a, monster, what a man. Beast. And we're and ju we just met today. We're finishing up our sixth album. Nice, sixth nice. album. Well, I was going to yeah. ask you. I was going to be my my 
uh, one of my final questions is uh, uh, we, uh, we, new we, projects. We decided future. today okay. we were in the, in because we you know we had to meet everybody's you know me and CR going man how long we just forged through you've been in the, how many years of the the, the iguanas been together thirty I've been in the band thirty one years yeah, so you get it right coming up on thirty two it's like forged through go oh it's, fuck yeah it's kind of like the Normandy beach of Normandy sorry exactly. any World War two vets no um, no. Um, no Chevrolet it, no, gets I, me you know, I, we don't want to touch any I, I, I always I always think of Patton going to Berlin it's like you're tired <laughs> son yes we're all tired <laughs> get back so, in the fucking so Jeep. anyway you know we, we yeah were, but we're, it was uh, his glory their guts yeah, well, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, know, so so yeah so man so six, six albums later 13 years of nice, that so nice. so we're, we're still going strong still, still going I you know some days stronger than others but well, musically it's really hip yeah man you know it's really hip so that's all I can hope for it's kind of like you know if the music's good it's kind of like be in a good sexual relationship with it with your with your significant other. I ex- try to explain that to people you know. all the time about about you know a, being in a band is like being married to four or five yeah. people, and with all the same considerations except they're factorial because it's times four or five, and the music is the sex. Yes, it's the thing that that's right smooths it all over. It's the thing that that makes everybody forgive all the little that's right inconveniences that's right. or you know pet peeves. It's like you know none of that stuff matters. Cheers, we, Renee. We right. have such a, such right. a see. I always knew he was gay. <laughs> he loved that shit. Gay for so, the music. So you know, and, and 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 let me say this with the suspects. Without Willie, without Reggie, without Jeff, without that original core, it never would have taken place. But right. it's also become a nucleus for this kind of reinvention that is essential to keep something together for. Yeah, man. For when you go over a decade with anything, you know whether that's a, 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 a any relationship, things have to be reinvented, and right. it's, it's that's the only way it survives. And the band has an identity that that you can uh, you can even move people in and yeah. out of now. Right. It's, it's right. still it still retains the, right. the core identity. Well, man, Jake, this has been so kind of like Tony Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Dawn yeah. is gone. It doesn't matter. Who, he gets who, a new dawn, dawn every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you could you could both be replaced. Sure, totally. Sure, sure, totally. Sure, sure, you could sure, both sure, be. You know, replaced. one day you, you probably will be sitting here without me. Like oh, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's like who was that guy? I, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. That's a that given. That just came me. and talked right <laughs> that's a over. Given with he me. talked right over everything I said the yeah. whole fucking time. Wow. But let me ask you something. You've been a fabulous guest, yes. and this is something I like to put out to the guests every once in a while. And I came up with one just the other day, and I think you're a perfect guest to answer this question. Because you're game. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather? You, you have a choice to make. Is this another gay thing? Well, I don't know. Be. We'll see. It's the way you look at it. <laughs> we'll see, man, you yeah, never know. We, we, you know, if, if that's what suits you, I have no idea. Okay, would you rather be stuck beside someone who has horrific body odor on a crowded subway car for 20 stops? So you have to be on a subway, a crowded subway. That's like any New York City experience. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's okay. 80 blocks, probably. Yeah. You know, or... Be stuck beside someone who has a huge erection on a long elevator ride, and the erection keeps rubbing against you. <laughs> That's a good one. You know, I you think... You can only choose one. Well, you know... Not both. Because... <laughs> well, take, you would. I'll take both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think having a dude next to you on a 
sweaty train with Bo and the erection would be pretty deep, but that's a combo deal. Right. That's like that's like that's we like could supersize it for you if you want. If you want to supersize it, we'll do it for you. Just me being super comfortable in awkward situations. I think just mirror for the story I could hang and come to a place like the Trouble Man podcast and retail. Right. You're going to say, let's the, roll with the erection. The boner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Any, any Joe can roll on a stank subway. Right. Yeah. But anybody can't come to Trouble Man podcast. Yeah. Okay. And say, check this story out. Yeah, because he's got to maintain right. the boner. Right, you got. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, Chevrolet. Well, which, you're the reason what, he has the boner. What would you well, do? Well, now you got to take it as a compliment. <laughs> well, which one would you? I mean, I said I'm, 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 I'm going with the boner guy. You're going yeah, no, with what, the boner. Okay, so what, well, I've been on a subway with B- Bo. Okay. I, I've that's done what I'm that. Saying. Yeah. I mean, who has we all have. That, that's the we point. That have, there's nothing. But, uh, there's nothing. There's no shock. Well, there's no shock factor. Let's say this. Right. What if I'm the one who has the erection for? <laughs> okay, let me ask another question: Is Latoya Cantrell on the train or off the oh, train? Oh God! If she was on the if she was on the elevator, I'd have a limp the, dick. The, man. There's, there's no erections there. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we've uh, we've uh, tied this all up. Well, uh, thank you again, Jake. We do appreciate your thank indulgence you, and uh, and you know all you bring to the New Orleans music community, man. God. And, uh, and well, thank you again. And uh, as always, in the troubled nation, we like to say, trouble never ends, but the struggle continues. What the fuck happened? With no problem. Yeah, man. Good night. It is what it is, but it ain't what you think. And an old man, he once told me, I ain't trying to point you in the wrong direction, but the road to hell is paved with good intention. I try to shine my love light on your face But the devil looking over my shoulder Another dog, another day, another rat, another race Look like the road to hell is paved with good intention I tried to do what my heart said to But some joker looking over my shoulder Seems like somebody always fails to mention The road to hell is paved with good intention I try to shine my love light on your fate But the devil hanging in the shadows Another dog, another day, another rat, another race Looks like the road to hell is paved with good intention I don't know all the rules of the games that people play Wave hello, you say goodbye Try to laugh and you make me cry Stand up tall and live Make me wanna lay down and die
pay with good intention I tried to shine my love light on your face Some joker looking over my shoulder Another dog, another day, another rat, another race Looks like the road to hell is paved with good intention 